scream with the devil. Go wild with the witch. Now, twice the terror in one double shock show. First, the most astounding downpour of horror ever seen. The Devil's Reign, starring William Shatner and John Travolta in his most exciting film. From the creators of Planet of the Apes, heaven help us all when the Devil's Reign. Plus, on the same show, the girl with the powers of the super unnatural, the virgin witch. She'll take you on and turn you on. The witching hour is here. The virgin witch. See two double shockers from Joseph Brenner releasing. The Devil's Rain, plus the Virgin Witch. Together, they'll leave you gasping. This program, rated R. Welcome back to another special, exciting edition of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. Um, I'm Dion Baia, joined with Jay Blake. That's that's what they call me. That's, that's the name you go by this <laughs> week. Um, yeah, we are here again. Uh, we 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 hope you like this cast we're doing. We, we, we're finding very much fun with it, and we're trying to play around with the concept of. Um, uh, you know, sleepover movies you'd watch growing up and, uh, you know, which you'd go rent and uh, have some friends over and, you know, dr- eat some popcorn, drink some soda, and you'd stay up all night. And um, uh, right around now, the uh, superheroes are very, very yeah. uh, prevalent in in uh, movies and TV, and they're, they're now greenlighting a lot of shows. Uh, you have... Uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back with a second season. Uh, very good show. Uh, Gotham, which is a uh, backstory to Batman, just started this year about a month ago in September 2014. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you have... Arrow's coming back. Arrow's coming back, which is off of Green Arrow. Yeah. Um, and, of course, and you have all the tentpole theatrical movies. Yeah. And DC plus, and Marvel. Uh, Netflix is Netflix gonna do is now like, doing uh, like Daredevil. A, a half a dozen uh, of, of these. So the... These shows, the, the 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 franchise people, the gods realize that these shows are very popular. So what we have coming out this week, this this month uh, of this recording of October 2014 is the premiere of a new The Flash show. The Flash, which is a spinoff of Arrow. Oh, okay, it is a spinoff. Yeah, there. and that's dropping at some point. I think the second or third week of October. Um, it's like seventh. Okay, it's Tuesday. Yeah, that's not. It's time is here. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, Jay Blake and I were sitting there thinking, and Jay goes, "Well, you know what we should do? We should watch the pilot of the Flash." And I said, "Oh, okay. We gotta wait till it comes out." And he goes, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> he goes, "Let us watch the pilot to the 1990 TV version of the Flash um, that was done starring John Wesley Shipp and Amanda Pays." And I said, that's a really good idea, because I remember when that came out in 1990, it was off the heels probably of the success of Batman. That's why it got green. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it had a, what, a, what was the run, a season? I think it was only a season. And I remember, I was, I was tuned into that show every night. I loved that show. Yeah, it was great. And it was very much uh, in the world, if not the same almost, uh, environment of, of Tim Burton's Batman. I yeah. think Tim Burton's Batman owes a lot to it. So we thought... We had such fond memories of that 1990 Flash show. Why not review the 1990 pilot to Flash in honor of the new Flash? As it's being rebooted uh, with a new show. 
with a young new you know, uh, teen yeah <laughs> literally tweens here and uh actually uh you inform me that that John Wesley Ship is actually in the new show playing the father he plays the father of uh, Barry uh, Allen Barry Allen the now Flash. so uh i hadn't seen this probably since it came, it, it, it was on television and uh yeah i hadn't i hadn't watched any of them since 1990-91 and there's still a couple episodes that stand out that i still remember like the villains and stuff too so like you know it, it's curious to, to go explore the show now but we're basically just going to talk about the pilot because we only watch for this cast the 90 minute pilot um i think it's interesting to note before we get into this the phenomenon which i guess doesn't really much happen that much anymore unless you're a woman into your in your hallmark movies or you're a woman into your um um Lifetime movies, but uh, in the early 70s, there was this huge um, surgence of the television movie, and it was big. You had Kolchak, the Night Stalker, uh, did a movie uh, with Darren McGavin, written by Richard Matheson, which like blew out all. The, it, it it had enough like people tuning into it as like people would get like for box office receipts. So they realized that they can there could be this market of making TV movies instead of doing theatrical movies. So there was, in the 70s, you have this huge amount of television movies, and you have a lot of big-name uh, directors and stars doing TV movies, and that goes into the 80s. You have a lot of 80s TV movies that are really big. And I think by the 90s hit, it kind of kind of weighed down. But I, I felt like that this was kind of, this pilot, it's 90 minutes long. It's kind of like a TV movie. It definitely is. I mean, I think a lot of shows got launched with... Uh Kind of like a pilot, a ninety-minute, ninety-minute TV movie, yeah. um, and the Flash just happened to be one of them. Um, I just remember uh, when it was on, when it air- aired the first, like then the night it aired, and um, the music comes on, and it's like a Danny Elfman, Danny, Danny Elfman, it's very, very, Dan- it's very much Danny Elfman with for- uh, Shirley Walker, who did a lot of. Um, kind of ghostwriting for Danny Elfman and she did a lot of the music for uh, Batman the Animated Series um, but they did the music and this, I just remember like just being so fucking excited well, you're, it's, for it you're, it's, it's, it grabs you and you're so into it and I kind of felt that way watching this pilot like I really it, I really got right into it I mean right from the beginning this play takes place um, you got Batman's in Gotham City you have Superman in uh, Metropolis, Metropolis. And you have the Flash in Central City, and it's interesting. Uh, did you always think of Gotham as like New York City, or or Metropolis as New York City? Because I've always got the idea that someone told me that like Metropolis is supposed to be kind of New York City, and then like Chicago is supposed to be like uh, uh, Gotham. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I've I've kind of I was trying to figure out then where would Central City be? Is that like Detroit? <laughs> you know, or is like you know what 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 it's what city central. is? Yeah, it's so Central. So it's like you know, is it like uh, you know St. Louis or something on the banks of the Mississippi or whatever? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess I've always thought of. That's a good question. I mean, Metropolis is very New York. I mean, especially since you, they shot it in New York for the gosh darn uh, Richard Donner, yeah, you know, yeah, Christopher Reeve movies. And then I guess Gotham's, you know. New York City's like called Gotham. Yeah, so. you know, and it looks like it's like Gotham is what New, New York City would have been without like building management plans, where they just let them build buildings anywhere, and it just everything got all but you know, at least and rotted. When the first two Dark Knight movies are in Chicago, though, right? Chicago, and I think. But then Pittsburgh they make the third one New York. Uh, I hate. Don't even get. Don't get even. <laughs> that's into how me. they get going. No, that's, that's that's a big contention of mine with Nolan's movies, but um. 
I from the opening shot of this this you, you know it says you, you have to you see the flash logo and you're like whoa and then, and then it comes up and it's like the opening shot it's like where they they threw all their money of like this matte painting and it's very much like Dick Tracy it's like and then you see Central City and I was like okay I'm into it I'm a, and it's like you have a lot of stuff you have like a lot of the primary colors you have a lot of the um, uh, a lot of elements that I saw come up two years later in Batman the animated series. In Batman the Animated Series, you had, it was set in a weird world where it was certainly harkening back to like a 40s, like Art Deco kind of a time, but then they had like cell phones and modern technology. And I saw a lot of that in this because, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the cars and a lot of the stuff they use, yeah, yeah. They, they have brand new cars like he's driving, our, uh, uh, Barry Allen, who's a forensic scientist, uh, forensic um, path- um, not pathologist, he's, he's like the crime, the forensic guy, the crime. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like a he's a scientist. He, he's like, like a CSI yeah. a crime lab guy. He's driving like a like a like a Ford Taurus or a Mercury Sable. But you know, there's like Cadillacs. There's like uh, odd foreign cars, and I, I I almost feel like that was purposely done. You know, when, when usually when they're doing something modern, they'd only have modern cars. But if they're they're throwing in tons of old cars to give it this flair. Of yeah, like, like the cars parked on the street are like old '57 Chevy. Yeah, and so stuff it's like that. It, you know, so it, it definitely feels like they're trying to make it kind of timeless, like they did with Batman the Animated Series. And I saw a lot of elements of that in there, especially with Elfman's score and the lighting and all that. But it was interesting because I didn't. It didn't feel at all feel hokey to me. It, it didn't at all feel not like even, not even a little bit. No, I mean it's dated. <laughs> you know, I mean yeah, the yeah, story. You yeah. know, the story's forced, and you know the acting. It has a late eighties, nineties look and feel to it. But I mean, yeah. it didn't feel low budget to me. It didn't feel like I got on board. I'm like, okay, I'm with this. This is really good. You know, you could see where it's going, and it's not like there wasn't at all. I was like, oh, this is this is getting too tedious. You're so stupid. You know, uh, how about you? What did you think? Well, it definitely was a blast from the past. Like I said, I mean, I just remember watching it the first time, 1990, coming off of Batman. It opens with that Danny Elfman score. It's comic books. I'm way into fucking comic books at the time. I mean, this is like perfect fucking sleepover age for oh, us. Yeah. Uh, when this movie, when this originally aired. And I just remember when it was over, too, just being like, like almost so excited that I couldn't go to sleep that's how excited See, that's I how was. i felt like when i watched it again. It's like the atmosphere is so awesome like they set the stage so perfectly i was so into it and like you have um pretty big b-lister cast here i mean you have uh you have um m emmett walsh who's in yeah, it yeah uh you have um tim thomerson who i love who who's uh he, he had a big career in the 80s he's in a couple movies he's in transfers which, which i love is, which i know is one of your faves <laughs> Um, and he, he plays the, he's the, he's the brother of, uh, Barry Allen. It's funny. He's the brother cop. And then, uh, the father is, uh, M. Emmett Walsh, who we all know from like blood simple and from, uh, the jerk or, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's in, he's in a shit yeah, ton of movies, yeah. shit ton of movies. And he's the ex cop father. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's very funny how stereotyped it is where it's like, you know, the mother, uh, doesn't really say anything in the, in the, the other brother, uh, Tim Thomerson is all like, uh, you know, like I gotta go to work now. And then. Uh, Barry Allen's like, I gotta go too, and, and then like the father's like, well, you know, if you were a real cop, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, just, well, that's the thing. It's like there's this, there's like no, like, like he resents him for being like a forensic guy. Where, yeah. You know, okay, so Barry <laughs> Allen uh, becomes the thing, uh, becomes the thing, becomes the Flash, John Wesley <laughs> Ship. <laughs> um, 
like you're saying, he's from like a police family. Like his dad was a cop, his older brother's a cop, but he's like the smart one. So how old would you say he is? Uh, time John Wesley uh, thirty. Wesley uh, ship. I, I was thinking, I was thinking even older, but it's like at the beginning when he's he brought the date over, and he's, he's you know the dates at the table, and, and you're establishing a lot of the family stuff. Then he like ask her again how old she is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's like only like sixteen or seventeen. I'm like, how old is he? Is he supposed to be like twenty one or twenty two? Like, I don't know. I mean, he definitely does not like the new guy in the new show. Is like he looks like he's like twenty two. Well, he probably is. Yeah. You know, he's a young guy, but this one he's definitely the. Uh, uh, John Wesley Ship is definitely like he's an adult. I mean, he's. But well, this is the era where you, you you've alluded to another one of these Saturday sleepovers we've done, where like the bullies are clear, like the like the <laughs> like Christine. It's like the bully's clearly like in his mid thirties, <laughs> late thirties. You know I mean? <laughs> They're trying to pass him off as like high school, you know. Uh, all these movies in the eighties, like you have these guys that are clearly not the ages they're supposed to be. <laughs> but he is like he's the smart one, so he is uh, he's a scientist, but he's still crime. He's still fighting crime, but he's like in the lab. But it's funny because I guess nineteen ninety, they were still kind of like ah, that's just bullshit. <laughs> Even though it's like a well, hundred year old science at this point. With yeah, well, I mean, I don't Sherlock know if Holmes it's so much like the sign of the times but it's definitely like he's thought of as being um he's he's having trouble living up to his older brother yeah like he doesn't dad. have the balls like he's not he's he's like a like you said i mean his dad doesn't think of what he's doing as being like a real cop like not walking the beat yeah taking fighting, it to the arches you know fighting crime like yeah. out in the thick yeah, you're of in it. your you're the fucking so office the, <laughs> so the whole show is kind of his whole motivation is kind of to get the ex- wrapped his around acceptance. his getting his dad's acceptance. You know, his brother's not like that. His brother's no. like, you know, if I was as smart as you, like I'd be doing what you do. Like you're the you're the brains. His his brother, his older brother, who's a who's like a motorcycle cop, is very supportive. Yeah, um, a good. He's a good old. He's a good older brother. Yeah, he looks like he's close to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's like he's like sixty five. <laughs> the older brother, which is great, um, and we set up that we set up the uh, early enough. We we get in the first scene. We get uh, set up that the um, that there is this uh, gang of marauding micro uh, motorcycle gang called yeah, the yeah. Dark Riders that are just like really, really just wreaking havoc on the city. They just will <laughs> for no reason. They just like will, will blow through the city and just blow shit. Yeah, they just, and that's it. And then no one can stop them. No one's thought of like what to do. They're like, oh, I don't know where they're. They don't know where they're coming from. Their brace of operations. We have a really, really, really weird, bizarre cameo by Richard Belzer at the time, who I know he didn't do a lot of acting that early enough. He hadn't gotten his role on Homicide Life in the Street, but I think he... He's like a talk show host on the Yeah, sh- he's like a... Right I want to say like a Geraldo Rivera, Morton Johnny Jr., but you only see him. I thought he would have had a bigger role. He's only like on the TV once, right? Yeah, but he's also like in... If you look it up on IMDb, he's like in 10 episodes, so it's oh, like, so it's like a I recurring... See. Yeah, he kind of w- went on. He's kind of like the loud mouth talk show host, and he's like, what are you going to do about this problem? These marauders, Captain and the Captain, um, Robert Hooks, the chief, he's like, I don't know, we got it under control, you know, but it's one of these, they don't know what's going on. And the leader of the gang is this guy named Pike. And, and this is, I know, I'm, I'm going off on a fucking limb here, but is there any Star Trek connections here, you know? Pike, um, you you you, you <laughs> come to find out. Okay, I see where you're going. You come to find out later on when we get into the second third act that Pike at one time because you know he's hanging out with his gang of bikers and he's his face is all scarred up and they're like you're so cool and he's got the mall the girl with him and the girl's like I'll do anything you want I'll I'll do anything and and then she's like what's this book and he's like oh that's my motorcycle my oh, cop that, motorcycle oh, I wrote that yeah manual I wrote that in a different life so you come to find out that he. 
kind of wrote the manual that the that the Central City cops used for their motorcycle, yeah. and I think he even founded the maybe the the chapter of the uh, of the motorcycle, the you know the chips. The, yeah, the, well, the, the he was the he patrol. was he's the ex partner of Jay Allen, the older brother of Mary yeah, Allen. Tim Tim Thurpson that we 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 come to find out and. Um, so yeah, so that's why I was saying that there's there's some kind of like a uh, you know why <laughs> the burnt face <laughs> You're looking for a Christopher Pike yeah yeah Captain maybe Pike uh, resentful <laughs> you know kind of a thing, um, and then very early on it's interesting I completely forgotten how who Bear- well the guy who plays Pike I mean I don't remember what his name is but late like eighties nineties you would have seen him in a lot of stuff yeah made yeah, for a lot TV of- movies probably a lot of like soap opera like nighttime soap opera stuff like. Maybe Falcon Crest or something oh, like. Yeah. He was like a uh, Dallas. I mean, he was like he's a recognizable face, even yeah. though um, I think primarily from TV. I don't remember him from movies, but I remember seeing him in TV a lot. Yeah, uh, I didn't remember how Barry Allen got his powers, and then you know, as I was watching, it all came back to me because then it's like you, you, you know, it was all in the um, the beginning of the show when they'd show like the animation for the show and all. You'd see clips from the pilot. And it's like, oh yeah, that's of course what happened. But it's the weirdest freaking thing in the world. I was like, I was gonna say like, oh, maybe they're doing some. How does a a CSI <laughs> scientist get endowed with these powers? Like maybe they're doing some sort of crazy experiments, or maybe they find something that, yeah, yeah. you know, that that's that he's bitten by a radioactive no fast creature. Yeah, or something. <laughs> it's like a very fast uh, armadillo gets him <laughs> or something. No, it's he's. He's working late at night. There's some crazy storm going by with like uh, it's a freak storm with like green lightning. There's some kind of weird or blue lightning happening, yeah, yeah. and he's working near the window. Uh-huh. Just said goodbye to his partner, the lab partner who's leaving, and he's he's like putting back the chemicals he was using on the sh- on the shelf. And then the lightning hits, comes through the window, hits him, and he, since he's holding onto the rack, hits all the chemicals. It blows up, sends him across the room, and then he's glowing with this blue power. And that's how he becomes the Flash. That's how he becomes the Flash. Yeah, it's the power of lightning. I guess if I was a smarter and more, more um, uh, well thought out man, I would have probably went and researched the origins of the Flash in the DC Comics version. But I didn't do that. <laughs> well, basically, it's. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what happens in the comic book. But what I found interesting is that even in the comic book, I mean, Barry Allen as the Flash. Originally, there was a Flash. Yeah, there's, there was a different. And there was one, a yeah. Green Lantern. Like, yeah during like the golden age or whatever like yeah. really old and but it has nothing to do with uh you know the kind of the Barry Allen flash that we think of okay, I mean, he, he wore like the like the you know helmet and he had like the the, the, the yeah. wings on the helmet and stuff blah 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 um but then in 1956 they kind of revived the flash character with this guy and what i found interesting is that if you look up if you do look it up he is like a police scientist oh really even back then in 1956 so, I mean, it's kind of... It's I, very Dick Tracy. <laughs> it's very, like, cutting edge, I feel like, for... for um, and I, I would imagine it happens because in the pilot to the new show, um, he is... It's very similar. I mean, it's not actually even in the pilot. It's... I feel like it happens in... It happens in, like, an episode of Arrow. In, uh, in, an, in Arrow... At Central City, they're doing this, like, they're going to present this machine. Does Arrow gonna... take place in Central City as well? No, Arrow is, like, in an, another city, um, but it's the same universe. So uh, Barry Allen comes to investigate something in Central City, and that's how he meets Arrow and stuff like that in the Arrow show. But he 
uh, at one of the episodes, there's this big presentation of like this machine going on in Central City, and there's this there's this whole thing in Arrow where it's a lot like um, Batman Begins, like the plot of there's like the Rajah Ghoul plot where they're gonna like destroy the city so that they can then build the city back up, like it's fallen to shit. So let's completely eliminate it and then build it back up f- from from scratch. And so there's this machine that's in Central City and it malfunctions and Barry Allen is in his lab and like it's the a lightning from that machine that comes through the window hits much more believable. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have taken that more than just a freak lightning storm <laughs> that passing hit, that hits City. the chemicals that land on him. But uh, other than the fact of like where the lightning comes from, it's a very similar like origin in terms of where the uh, powers come from. So I would imagine the comic book's got to be pretty similar. Um, I found it, you know, it, it, it was very much in the style of, of, of Anton First and Tim Burton's Batman, the, the, the design where it's very conducive to that world. Uh, yeah, I mean, but with like a, like a, a clearly not as much money and... Uh, well, even the palette, the color palette's different because, you know, if you're basing Batman off of black you know, flashes red, so you have a lot of those Dick Tracy bright yeah, primary yeah. kills. It's also like 1992. Yeah. I mean, 1990 also. Yeah. Uh, and Dick Tracy came out in 1990 and did gangbusters at the box office, so I don't know if they were trying to maybe add an element of that. But there was like, 90s wardrobe had a lot of like neon yeah. pinks and blues and shoulder pads like, and, and silk and greens and, and stuff. So uh, I think you're right. I mean, it definitely, it does... As much as I think a television show, like a, something with a television budget as opposed to a mo- major motion picture budget, can, I do think you're right. It, it does a very good job of setting it like in the same universe as uh, 1989 Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. It's like you can, you can kind of see that, you know, some other state, Central City exists while Gotham yeah. exists in the same... Like, Batman's happening at the same time as The Flash. I you mean, you can definitely get that feeling. It's also interesting to note that the, the outfits they have the police wearing, like the tactical uniforms, are two years later the same ones that in Batman the Animated Series they're wearing. They're wearing, like, the, 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 you know, the, the, the cops when they have the tactical squads are basically wearing the exact same thing. Almost they look like baseball, like the riot police yeah, kind yeah. of squad with the helmets and, like... Kind of like a baseball thing. Uh, I yeah, you know, I found Pike very uh, uh, con esque. You know, he's like coming <laughs> back. You know, he does have, a, and he also does have like a more Carlton Montalban, like a like, presence, like a know, presence, very slow, and it's very you know, he's 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 killing people that you know he's, and I love how they got rid of the one guy that was at the beginning. You know, to show him, you know, he means business. They just they put him on the back of a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> they they they. The, they want to get rid of one of the gangs, so they put him on a motorcycle. They rev the motorcycle up, but they, they strap him down backwards on a motorcycle so he's facing the, you know, the back wheel, and he's like, no, please don't. Like They've done this a thousand times, and they're revving the cycle. And I'm thinking, like, how funny would it have been because the guy has to keep his balance. They just rev the cycle, and he falls, and he's picking <laughs> up again, and he doesn't get very far because they shoot it off, and it goes down the, the, the tunnel. Well, blows yeah, they have, they're like in some kind of subterranean yeah, it's something uh, hideout. Yeah, anymore. Uh, yeah, some like... And that's clutch because that's what the whole thing is. They don't know where these bike these biker gangs are coming from or going. So Co- A couple of things about their hideout. Yes, th- that <laughs> that scene. A couple of things, though. There is a certain sense of that I got, you know, not actually, uh, obviously not as extreme, but like this hideout of like young, 
it seems like he acquires like young rebel-y people, yeah, like social misfits. people to become part of his very, gang. Very it's much for, like the Foot Clan. I was just going to say, there's a very... <laughs> You're going to see Sam Rockwell walking by. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. There's a very like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie Foot vibe to it, um, but less you know, going on. There's not like, you know, Guns N' Roses pumping in the background as they're playing like, like pinball ninjas, yeah, and like yeah. skateboarding and stuff. But there is like, there's this sense of like, it, there is like this little nod, I feel like, to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the movie and the foot. The character you're talking about that gets kind of like, is shown as an example at the beginning and gets like killed or whatever, or they send him down the thing. He's a guy who wants to leave the gang. It's real sad his his plight because he's got his girl and his girl's like I'll do anything for you and then and but she the funny thing he's like I gotta go he's like I've been saving up the money she's like how are we how are we gonna leave like we don't have no he's like I've been tr- I've been skimming off the top of like the heist we're doing he's like I've saved up the money we can leave uh, we 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 can afford to leave now nineteen nine granted it's nineteen ninety not two thousand fourteen in terms of like inflation or whatever but do you remember how much money he saved up like like that like we have enough money it was to like five hundred bucks it was like it was three hundred dollars wow <laughs> he said don't worry baby I've been, I've been saving it for years <laughs> don't worry baby I've been skimming off the top so then she goes and rats him out that bitch yeah and, and she gives uh, the money back to him and then she becomes the guy's girlfriend she yeah, yeah. gravitates to the to Pike and then she becomes Pike's mall like his his right hand man um you know, we were talking about where Central City could be located. They do name check Chicago. He says, I'm going to send this to Chicago, so maybe it's near Central America, Central America, yeah, Northern yeah. America, so maybe it is uh, uh, in that area. Um, again, it's very funny. Uh, I, I I think the last cast you and I recorded, I, I, I quoted Marcus Welby, but it, it's, it's very much in the, in the 70s and 80s, you had the doctor playing, like it was the grumpy, again, Star Trek, you get the grumpy bones character, you know, uh, you know, maybe overstepping the line of his of professionalism of what the opinion should be and that was the the i think the 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 whole thing with marcus welby where it's like how can we have a show about a doctor well we won't have him in his office the whole time if you miss an appointment he's going to show up at your house and be like why did you miss your appointment he's going out to dinner with you I'm like you know i need to bring you into so it's like that's that world so when when barry allen gets struck by lightning he's at like the the uh the hospital and uh you know, they go to see him, and he's he's putting his clothes back on, and the doctor's like, "You can't be leaving yet." And he's like, "I told you, I feel fine." And the doctor's like, "I'm telling you, it's a bad idea." And he's like, "But the tests," and I'm doing air quotes. The tests came back normal. Yes, but we don't know what's happening yet. Fine, show it yourself. And the doctor's really mad, <laughs> just like swarms out. That's like, but is that old breed of doctor like you're not listening? God damn it, I'm a doctor, not a scientist, Jim. And he just storms out. It's very funny. Uh, I recognize another actor too that that he shows up a couple times. He's in the uh, squad car. Uh, he has a couple lines. He's a uniform cop. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's actually in The Untouchables, the 1987 um, uh, De Palma film. Uh, he gets killed on the stairway sequence uh, with the bookkeeper. Um, and there was a lot of sex references in it for a network movie. Because weren't they, like, referencing, like, positions and stuff uh, at one point, like, you know, with the girls? And it's like, what the? It's like kind of like, it's inappropriate. <laughs> You know? Well, the 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 thing I thought the thing I found was funny. He in the in the movie he has a uh, he has like a girlfriend and he wants to get married, but she doesn't want to get married. But that's, that's the point. He's like, how old are you? She's like, well, you know, you don't need to know about that. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's he's trying to force the marriage on him. And she's recognizable. I don't remember what she's, she's from, young, though. but uh, you you kind of get a sense that you've seen her before. And um, they end up like breaking up because she wants to 
be your own person or whatever. And uh, she's, he's putting too much pressure on her, and he's now become unreliable because of his power. Like, he doesn't know how to control it. So he's having issues where, like, he's breaking appointments or like she's she's an artist and he's supposed to go to her like her gallery opening and then he tries to shit. run for the bus but then he, he doesn't realize and he, <laughs> and runs, he runs like past, to the coast he runs like you know yeah he runs like miles and miles and miles away and ends up in the ocean oh somewhere. so that must mean because remember he says he wins up in the ocean he's like where am i and he's like alameda he's like uh i don't know that's not alameda but he's like <laughs> he's like uh that's 30 miles away so it must be near a coast so it yeah. must be near one of those eastern or western seaboards it can't be you know he can't be in Detroit and, <laughs> as you know ran to San Francisco you know yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck well, I mean he could have he could have flash, but then people but would have noticed <laughs> like, but uh, so he's become like unreliable they break up they get back together um, at least momentarily or whatever in the concept of the story and they have a night of passion mm-hmm. they have an intimate night and he's now the flash he's got his powers and uh, and it cuts to like them in bed this is what I'm talking about. And, there, and there's like a premature ejaculation joke. Yeah. Where he's like, what, are you not like satisfied? She, and she says something about how it didn't last very long. And he's like, yeah. He's and it's totally like playing on like, because you're thinking like he's the Flash. Maybe, you know, like he, he's going to come really fast. Yeah. And then it turns out that she's re- they're referring to a, a boxing match that they were watching on TV. And it, like I, there was a KO in the second round or something. But there is like this joke where they're kind of, they're, they are playing with like this concept. So like and, our, when our parents are watching with us, they're like, oh, <laughs> you don't get that there, little Timmy, but we do. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it was very interesting. Um, I found a lot of the effects very believable as well. Believe it or not, I mean, yeah, it's hard. You know, the him running around and stuff like that. A lot of his blue screen, or I don't know, it might even just be back screen projection. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, up you whatever. know, I, I found a lot of the just the 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 uh, the just the, the the what's even the word I'm looking for the, the elementary like effects very good. Yeah, I mean, it's it had it had its chem. I liked how everywhere you go to, like they stayed. They tried to keep it Art Deco, so they were picking a lot of real buildings. So it was a lot of it was real locations. They'd find a building that was very Art Deco, and they'd shoot there, and they put like Central City Morgue, Central City Chemicals, like it's like <laughs> Axis Chemicals. Batman yeah, yeah. is they every every city in the DC Comics world has a chemicals factory, yeah, yeah. you know, Central City Axis Chemicals. So you know, I like that aspect of the thing that I it. found was kind of uh, funny. And not like in a haha funny kind of way, but like every place has like this mural painted on the wall. Like even his lab, yeah, has some sort of has weird, like this weird science. You know? mural. Well, I liked also <laughs> speaking of his lab. Well, this goes to the hospital with Marcus Welby in the hospital. He uh, he's in the hospital getting his tests done, and his the the, the machine the, the, they're they're using. It's like they're using the. Um, all the stuff you'd see uh, Forrest Ackerman own from like the original Universal movies, like yeah, Batman yeah. and, and uh, not Batman, I'm sorry, Frankenstein and stuff like that. But it's like updated for 1990, so yeah, he's yeah. he's in this machine that all it's doing is just lighting up, just but light it's circles. clear. <laughs> yeah, it's light circles, and they're like, <laughs> I mean, it's clearly supposed to be some kind of MRI or something. Yeah, it's something. It's just, just like it's just neon lights just going up and or you know, it's just so it's very much like the 1990 view of of those like you know this bullshit machines that don't do anything. Um, no. Because I wasn't a reader of the comic book, 
Like as you were saying, you didn't really research the comic book at all before this, and I didn't. Do Never much. even fucking occurred. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do much of that uh, for myself either. Um, other than the fact that this is a, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent. That apparently, if you look it up via Wikipedia or whatever, that Barry Allen as the Flash like died in 1985, mm. and so there was like a 23 year period where we didn't have. I don't know if it's that we didn't have the Flash or we didn't have Barry Allen as the Flash, but then 1990. We have Barry Allen as the Flash in this show. Well, did a new guy, did a new somebody else come in and take over as the Flash? I can only imagine. Well, I think they. I mean, did. I know they do that with like, you know, so if we the had the Green other, Lantern. Or if whatever. we had the other Podwits here, they'd know all this <laughs> stuff. Um, but so I don't know what the what it is in the show. But what I found interesting in the pilot of the new show, the uh, the new one that's about that's uh, just premiered or is about to premiere or whatever, like there's this whole thing about like his suit. And he and it's this. It's very much the same reasoning as the T, as the nineteen ninety one. It's like the suit is made out of a material that's not gonna like break under the the forces of the speed. Well, because yeah, and it's also was... lined with sensors, so that his like his vital signs can be like, you know, watched from a from a remote location. All that stuff is in the new one yeah. as well. I just thought that was an, <laughs> that was like well, an interesting because you never think of that like what kind of a suit you're gonna have because every time when he's not yet able to control his power, he's going on these runs and then he you know he's shredding his, his clothes and all this other thing and I liked how um, Amanda Pays who he meets who's like the, the scientist who I think that she's a scientist for a company that sounds like it's going to play big into the series yeah um, yeah she's like I don't want to tell them because if they're going to exploit it was like OCP you know they're going to exploit you so let me just keep these tests between me and you she's real sexy this <laughs> this, this 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 English girl, she's very Kelly LeBrock, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I like he he. She's like you know they're doing a test on like the track, and she's and they're running around, and she's like, oh you're you're hitting four thousand miles an hour, or, I'm sorry, four hundred miles an hour. She's like, what does it feel like? He's like, let me show you. And and, and he oh because they have communication. He's got like an earpiece, and so they're yeah, able to communicate. Yeah. So he grabs her, and she's running around, and like you know, and then. Like her shoulder, her, the the, yeah, like the just blouse her, just, just rips sleeve. a little bit, and then <laughs> they have to stop. Like, oh, you know, it's getting too too crazy. You know, it's 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 uh, it's very funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely get a sense. She's like, she loses her husband to an experiment, and uh, before the you know, like before the movie starts, and um, she works for this company, and you get a sense that the company probably does a lot with like governmental weapons. Or whatever, and so she's trying to keep it all hush hush. But I remember, I mean, she's a pretty big part of the whole show. If I yeah, recall she's correctly. she's recurring. I mean, she's like her the, and the, his the co-star. Her and his um his other his lab assistant, yeah, that guy yeah. who I really like. I find him to be very funny. I don't know his name. Uh, I don't know him from really anything else though. But I thought yeah. he was he was really cool. He's, you recognize him? I think he's in like he's in like a scene or two in Swingers. I mean, he's been around. Oh, you yeah, that is that guy since then. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. He is the guy from Swingers. He's, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. I mean, it's a fun pilot for a show. I remember liking the show a lot. I mean, I think um, it was Mark Hamill's like appearance on The Flash as a villain that got him the job as the Joker. Oh, wow. And, the, and, and Batman the Animated Series. I guess it's a similar character or whatever. Like, that's what made them think of getting him for it. Um I just remember loving that show a whole whole lot. So was I. I remember loving it too, and I and I could see watching it. I see the elements of why I did. And there's, I mean, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman was so so influential and big for us. But uh, this definitely played off of it. And and there's there's a couple references. I mean, at one point he, you know, you have he. I think even 
takes dialogue from the ending of Batman, and he says to Pike, he's like, "You, you made me like this," or didn't he? Just he said, "You did this to me," because he, because Pike ends up killing his brother, yeah. And then he goes on to this revenge. He wants to get Pike, and then Pike, uh, Pike ends up being a dick because Pike leaves the woman in the climax of scene. <laughs> he like, just fucks <laughs> off, jerk. you know. And uh, but he says that to him. He's like, "You did this to me," which is basically what the Joker says to Batman at the yeah, end yeah, of the cathedral yeah. scene. And then there's even the the point where there's the, uh, you see the the in in the original Batman. Batman's in the Batwing, and Batman lets go of the balloons, goes up in the air, and then he kind of silhouettes against the moon and comes back oh, down. Yeah, yeah. And then in this, you have the the, the lightning f- go against the moon, and it does almost the flash. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same. It's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's yeah. that reference. Then I even realized, too, there's um, a Magnum Force reference, Dirty Harry, Eastwood's second movie, because uh, uh, Emmett Walsh is saying, like, a man has to know his limitations, and that's 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 Eastwood's line in the second uh, Magnum Four. But he's a cop, so of course he's just going to be ripping off of <laughs> any cop movie he saw. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, it, like I said, it brought me back. It got me so into it that I want to actually now go and explore the rest of the series. You know, it, it was very fun, very very well done. I thought he was great. I love the outfit. I don't even think the outfit's dated. I think I mean, you know, they 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 added muscles to make him look like you know, yeah, yeah, because he's supposed to. You know, the, uh, a side effect, which I guess is a good thing, is that he's completely everything's. You know, his whole body's fine tuned. Yeah, he's all yeah. in shape, and he's so it's emphasized. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. It's like because his metabolism. Is can so you fast. imagine how much he's going through? Like, like with food. Like, like how does he? It, it, it's like it's it's like uh, modern or realistic problems. It's like how the hell is he going to support himself if he needs to eat that much food? Because <laughs> the first scene, he's, he, he went through takeout. He's eating everything in the house. It gets to the point where he's pouring the dog. The dog is like, the poor, the big, <laughs> big Earl. The dog is so upset because he took him for a run and almost killed the dog because the dog went after like a tennis ball. Uh, a tennis ball. So the dog doesn't want to have it. The dog actually takes the, the, the lead, uh, the leash and, and runs into a corner. He's like, <laughs> he's trying to hide the leash. Uh, but even at the point he, he picks up the dog food, he's like, oh, this is even looking good to me because he's so hungry. Yeah, like, How yeah. the hell is he going to, you know. So he goes to, uh, with, to like, meeting with the, with the doctor, Amanda Pace's character, and he eats, like, ten pizzas. Oh, I know. And she's like, you want to? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, well, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah, I guess that would, you know, be all these side effects. But, I mean, I found it really, a lot of times with these shows, uh, you know, I can give you an example, like say, like I'm a huge MacGyver fan, but the first, maybe first season of MacGyver, they're trying to find their footing. Or even with any show, the first couple episodes, the pilot may not necessarily be the very good. Yeah, I would say, mo- I would say more often than not, it does take a long, it does take at least a couple episodes, if not a whole season. Yeah, for them to for just a show figure to f- out, figure out what it's trying to do, try to find its pace. I mean, I'd say character even, exploration. I, I mean, I feel that way about like Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah. Oh, first um, couple seasons. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like even when like forever people were like, "You got to watch Battlestar Galactica. It's fucking amazing." You're yeah. fucking I felt like I did that show did not find its way to like the last two episodes of the first season. Yeah. Um, but this, you're right. It kind of the, it starts off. It sets a good pace. Um, it's almost like they knew. Hey, you know what? We may not get a lot out of this. <laughs> yeah. So we got to just pull out all the stops here, and you know, and and and, and at the end, it's perfectly. Sets it up like they're going to be more because he's like, he's like, I'm going to be doing good now. I'm going to look after my brother's kids. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be a father for them that they're not going to have now. I'm going to be the, the you know, uh, and it just leaves it open. Like it, right at the end, it's like, that's the series. It's like, all right, now, you know, please green light yeah, the like show. He's, he's made this vow at some point, if I recall correctly, where he's like, he's just going to get Pike. 
And then once, like, he's avenged his brother, then, like, he's going to, you know, hang he's up. Like, and now ha- what do I ha- do? Hang up his red boots and try yeah. to figure out how to fix this, how to get back to it normal. It almost became, like, a moral dilemma with Pike. You know, what's he going to do? Is he going to kill him or whatever? And that, that, I think, is a dilemma for every superhero when you have these powers. But, it, be it, but he does DC. start off being like, I don't want these powers. He's completely, that's another thing. He's completely doesn't want them. He's saying, I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. And then through the course of the movie, he realizes that with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, I don't know who and, said that. <laughs> and uh, and he realizes that he can do a lot of good with these powers and he yeah. decides that he's going to become the Flash. But it's interesting to just think about just, you know, the, the day-to-day with him. You know, he's got to, like, watch out, you know, if he tries to run fast, he's going to speed around or, you know, like the Superman issues, you know, if he's having sex, he's going to kill somebody, <laughs> you know, anything. You know, um, I liked it. I recommend it. I, I think I gave it. I recommend it too. I mean, three uh, Saturday sleepover stars. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many? What's five? Is five the uh, the? Or maybe we can do ten. The top. If it's 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 uh, if it's five, I give it three. Okay. If it's ten, I gave it six. I give it uh, three mega jolt colas. Yeah. And uh, with a lightning bolt right through. <laughs> the um, yeah, a lot of fun. I, who look? I, uh, as I say, with most of the stuff that we've been talking about on this show or whatever, I, fucked if I know if like some twenty-one-year-old kid's gonna watch it uh, and be receptive to it. For, I for think the only thing that but, hold... but for someone, it, it's fucking like Punisher, which we talked about the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Um, and then some of those movies that I put in that like five rentals for five dollars post of superhero movies from the nineties. It's a fuck. It's definitely a walk down memory lane for people that kind of grew up, in, like in the late eighties to early nineties. Um, perfect. We were just the perfect fucking age for Batman and for this show, and uh, it 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 did deliver. I had a lot of fun watching it. I mean, I felt, kind of felt the same way about. Um, which I think is a movie that we'll probably get to at some point, which is the the Roger Corman produced Fantastic Four, which is really kind of hokey and and I would even say like, I would say like not nearly as good as this was, but there is like there's a feeling that uh, that's so early fucking nineties, yeah, and uh, um, and I think because it's that's really like our time to be for those kinds of movies. Like, we were the perfect age for those. And it definitely is when you watch it. It does, like... It does what I feel like it's supposed to do for people our age, which is, like, take us back and remind us of a, of a simpler time. It definitely was. <laughs> Where, like, your only real problem with watching The Flash at night is, like, that you're going to have to go to bed after it's over. No, and, and, and worry about getting up for school in the morning. <laughs> Gonna be tired or what? I mean, I think, I think it was. I liked it so much where I think it holds up today. The only thing I think that that hampers it is probably just the dated, yeah, '90s, 90s aspect, 90s clothing, fashion. fashion. So I think if if you were to our, our bar has been we've been saying for the past couple of casts that if you were to sit this down in front of an eight nine year old, uh, us back then nowadays would be like it. I think for I think if I had a, a child, a boy, I think he'd dig it. I think if you if you if you explained it right to him, I think he'd be yeah, yeah. he'd be right into it. It's fun, and you know, it, and see, I haven't seen the new Flash yet, you know, and I don't know if they're if they're if they're bringing in all that modern, uh, you know, these subplots and the and the tropes they have now of like uh, you know the 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 the, t- the scorn love or the angst and the teenagers and all that, you know, like the, the, they're they're 
they're turning everything nowadays into like you know early pubescent like you know like vampires are now good looking you know yeah, really yeah. grappling with problems of high school you know? well i mean yeah and i wonder if they're I mean, doing that with with the, with the fl- now they're going to bring all that like you know like you're going to have like those soundtracks like you know i will say that uh, i mean obviously it's a spinoff of arrow so it's produced by the same people i will say that arrow is surprisingly pretty good i know you you, you like arrow and, and, and it took me a while to get into it i think it's another show where I think it took a it took a f- quite a few episodes before it found its footing. Um, it's I interesting. An- I ended up getting kind of into it, and uh, when I watched the pilot to the new Flash show, um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoy Arrow. Arrow is very, is a much darker show. I mean, the character uh, of of Green Arrow is very much Batman. I mean, he's a vigilante who's just a rich guy. Um, he doesn't have powers. Um, he's just a good archer. <laughs> he's just a hell of a fucking archer. Um, it's interesting that you, I think you told me, or somebody told me that they didn't name it Green Arrow because Green Lantern came out and tanked. Oh. So they didn't want any associations. That's why they dropped the green, just put Arrow. Yeah. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, how are you going to make that? Uh, you know, I thought, I, I, I'm i the only one out the Podwitz, and I might be the only one here at this table, but I thought the Green Lantern movie with What's-His-Face, um, Brian Reynolds, was all right. I didn't think I, was, it, I, didn't, I didn't think I mean, I was, I was, I had a couple of drinks, and I was along for the ride. I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is fun. I mean, you know, those, what do you expect from those? I mean, unless it's your baby, you know, you've, you know, been... You know, born and raised with Green Arrow, and you're, yeah, or, I'm sorry, yeah. Green Lantern, and you're like, you know, you really get your hopes up for it. It's one of those, you know, rinky dink superhero movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I didn't, I thought Green Arrow was perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, to me. I mean, for the novice, because we're not super yeah, yeah. diehard fans, you know? Um, of that but a lot of people, it bombed. A lot of people, comic book fans, didn't like it. But you were talking about, like, you know, like love stories and. You know, like melodrama. Well, and that stuff. was done successful with. Look at Smallville. Like, well, Small- everyone loved Smallville. That had like a ten-year run. Well, I never, I never watched that show, but I would say like it's not. You you go back to another superhero show, um, definitely not of the teen variety, and I, I would Arrow is not necessarily teen. I mean, he's not a teenager, and neither is uh, Flash in the new shows, but. Um, Lois and Clark, oh, the yeah, New Adventures okay. of Superman, 90s, yeah. was very much a, a, a romantic yeah. comedy drama that just happened to sit around, <laughs> set itself in Metropolis and be about Superman and, and Lois Lane. So I think like that kind of like schmaltz is kind of not necessarily new. Um, what I will say is that... Uh, it, According to the pilot of the new Flash show, to me it seemed like kind of Arrow light. You know, Arrow, like I said, seems like a much darker show than Flash is going to end up being, if you judge by the pilot. But um, the 90s Flash wasn't particularly dark. I mean, there was like this little bit of the revenge aspect to it. I don't know. I it should It'll be interesting to see how the new Flash uh, kind of like holds up. Are you going to watch the new show then? I'll I'll give it a try. You have to, um, you like, have to keep, come back and update us on the. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of got into Arrow on Netflix. You know, I didn't watch it when it originally aired, but I like I had to take a long train trip for something, and I think uh, I just watched like the first season like entirely on the train, and then I was kind of into it. I remember even the 
the conductor was like, oh, uh, you like that show? Is that show any good? I'm like, I'm only on like the fourth episode. It's okay. But it ended up being okay. It ended up being an all right show. And hopefully the new Flash will, will be too. I mean, you know, there's a, a lot of fear with all the movies and all the TV shows that they're going to like oversaturate the market. And then, you know, there's going to be like the great like the stock market's gonna crash for yeah. for like comic book uh, multimedia like it's gonna stuff. happen in any game now i mean yes i it, mean it might already be started happening with the you know the failures of some of these uh, but i you know i think the i think the fact that some of them fails like a good is good i mean because you know it just it, it the more you can tell like the studio like you like yes we want it but we don't want it to be shitty like it's just gonna motiv- hopefully motivate them to make better instead of just completely drop the idea. As someone who grew up in love with fucking superheroes, comic books, I mean, we were what, fucking ten, eleven when Batman came out. Yeah. Um, you know that fucking movie changed us. <laughs> yeah. Owe it all to Tim Burton's Batman. You know, and then this show, uh, you know, for me, it's like I can't get enough of it. Like, bring it on. I'll watch, I'll watch Super... I was fucking... I didn't even really mind Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. Mm, yeah. You know, like, I didn't think it was great. But, like, you have, like, a crime... Like, a decent, like, half-decent crime-fighting story. Yeah, like, why not? Superhero you know, story. Like, that's I'll why feel, this, this... I'm on board. This If this is the, the bar they're setting out of the gate for the 1990s last <laughs> show, I'm, I'm on board to watch them all. It's only a season. <laughs> You're putting on the seatbelt. You're ready yeah, for this I'm, ride. I'm ready for it because it's only a season. So why not? You know, uh, I wonder. I wonder why would happen because 1990 came. Uh, you know, Dick Tracy was huge, which I feel like there was some sort of influence on this show as well. And then when was uh, Batman Returns? Like 91, 92. Sounds about right. So it's like I wonder why this show kind of puttered out. Like you know, at the time, why wouldn't this have an audience? Why wouldn't this be a couple seasons long? As opposed to Lois and Clark, what, four years? I think it was 93 to 97 was Lois and Clark. Yeah, that lasted a while. And I mean, a lot of purists don't like it. I was talking to Jay Marcus from the Podwitz Mothercast, and he was like, he's a, the, the biggest Superman uh, fan you'll see. And he's like, the first season, season and a half is good, but then they just, they got into the ridiculous. Where like H.G. Wells shows up, you know, time travel. I remember even though I really liked Lois and Clark, I gave up on it before it was over. Like uh, there was, a, it turned into like a soap opera. There's at least one season, at least one season, probably two that I didn't end up watching. Yeah. It was like once, like Terry Hatcher cut her hair. <laughs> oh, went, went to the shoulder cut. Yeah, <laughs> like went went short with it. Oh, like I, I love I Terry Hatcher. Penny Parker from MacGyver. <laughs> God bless her. Tony J shows up in that show too. I love Tony J. The uh, he plays um, Lex Luthor's um, right hand man. He, you know he's, he's blue. It was uh, a decent show. Yeah, maybe um, when Batman. Uh, when Batman versus Bat- <laughs> Batman versus Superman comes out, we'll, we'll do, do we'll do Lois and Clark. That's funny. Do that one, you know. And then when the new when the new Spider Man comes out, we'll do this. We'll do the we'll do the pilot for the Spider Man uh, seventy show. But uh, uh, all right, so you recommend it? Yeah, I, I, I why not? I recommend it. I, I don't. I I think we say this enough. I hopefully the people understand. We're not we're not asking you to like think this is going to be the next freaking like uh, you know freaking Citizen Kane <laughs> or you know what I mean but but if you, uh, it's the kind of thing that if you're listening to this cast you kind of know what you're getting yourself into it's a Saturday night sleepover movie it's a night where you know what if you're into comic books you know you, you got some soda or whatever alcohol whatever your fancy <laughs> is yeah, whatever you your know, poison yeah whatever whatever vice you take partake in you know why not just sit with some friends or your your significant other and, and 
you know this this is it's good it's even it's good for it's even kid friendly because a lot of times nowadays you you know this a lot of the stuff might not be kid friendly. I would, but I would warn that it's a TV movie. Of course, yeah, like yeah, you're not looking. Don't, ex- you know. don't expect something. Uh, yeah, I mean that opening shot when 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 the bikers are going down the street, it looked like it was from the MGM Studios. <laughs> You know Disney's, you know, but I mean, it's yeah, war, like though. the city street. Yeah, you know the city, the forty city street, where it's like a double for like you know it's the brownstone. So it's like you know they just shot Dick Tracy there, you know, the day before. So, I I recommend it. I think give it a shot. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I feel like we should start telling people where these things are because if we're doing well, these it was so released. Obscure, the entire series was released on a box set on DVD. Yeah, so you can get it on Amazon. I'm sure it's on Netflix. Uh, and I'm sure it's streaming, point, but I'm and sure I'm sure at this point, if you went on Amazon and you bought it like used from like a from like a seller, yeah, you could probably get it really fucking cheap. Yeah, only one season. You're not really knocking. Nowadays, you know, you can, people binge shows in a, a weekend. You can do a whole show, so you can you can theoretically get this bad boy done in a weekend. <laughs> you know, so yeah, we completely recommend it. Uh, Jay Blake's going to let you know about the new Flash series. We'll oh, you might, you might, might try to update you. Know, you maybe you should on. send us an email or, um, you know, I'm Dion at Powitz.com. Uh, Jay's Jay Blake at Powitz.com. Uh, send us a tweet. Uh, maybe even put a comment below this, this podcast. Let us know what you think and we'll answer you back. Uh, that does remind me that uh, we are on uh, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, iTunes. Um, we are at saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com. We are at podwits.com. Blake and I write for podwits.com. Blake, you have a, uh, a blues album out. But when you're coming home, Jay Blake, when you're coming home, it's on Amazon, it's on iTunes, it should be on Spotify, it should be all your major digital retailers. If you like blues, blues rock. You're getting it out. You're going to get it pressed to vinyl soon, too? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I got to sell some of the CDs first. And then uh, we're going to have those in all the vinyl shops for record day. That'll be really good for vinyl day. Uh, please check us out. Tell a friend about us. Uh, we hope you like these casts we're doing. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're a man of our own hearts for doing it. So we hope uh, you, know, you, you guys are having a good time and checking it in. And let us know what you like you don't like about it. So uh, we wholeheartedly recommend The Flash from 1990. Yeah. Well, I would also take recommendations in movies. Yeah, let us know what you think you might want us to do in the future. Uh, because, you know, we're going to have a lot of Saturday nights together. <laughs> a whole lot of Saturday yeah, nights. You know. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, let us know what you think we should do. Uh, so we will see you down the pike. <laughs> no pun intended. There, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Later. Later.